Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 360 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another I was going to say another wild Wednesday, but I we missed Wednesday. It's Thursday, Thursday night, sitting here at 8.30 at night. A little late, a little slow. Sorry, folks. Got a little delayed yesterday. Wasn't able to upload, but uh, we're here now. So, Welcome. Thank you very much for tuning in. And uh, special guest today, got uh, Brock on the uh, came on the show. I recorded with him, uh, when was that, last on the weekend. Um, and he actually runs the uh, the Twitter account, Red Hot Hockey. And it's, uh, it's, a, hist- it's a historical look at the uh, Victoria Salsa, which was a, a BC Junior League, Junior A team in the BC League uh, from... 94 to 2006 and um yeah and he's just kind of uh keeping that going and 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 that uh you know with with pictures and some video and and uh you know kind of that historical time capsule uh but we end up uh not just talking about the uh uh the salsa but uh you know just basically some Victoria junior hockey history anyway uh the Victoria Cougars um you know the Victoria well now the Victoria Royals of the Western Hockey League and then of course the Victoria Salmon Kings that were the East Coast League team from uh what were they 04 to 2011 so um yeah we kind of talked about all that uh Brock was a see I'm I'm the old man Brock was the young guy so you know um he was still pretty young when all that was happening but um it was a good, uh, and really what, what, what kind of, uh, I wanted to get Brock on the show, um, you know, as you guys know, I, you know, anytime, uh, historical piece is happening, whether, you know, whether it be junior or minor league or what have you, um, you know, I'm always, I'm always sort of attracted to that idea. And, uh, yeah, so I just thought it was really cool and, and, um, I had had some, uh, you know, some old Victoria Salsa fights. Uh, up on my YouTube channel, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube, and uh, and, you know, Brock got a hold of me, and we had just kind of gone back and forth in the last little, you know, in the last year or two on Twitter, and um, yeah, it was just one day. I was just like, yeah, dude, why why don't you just come on the show? And he was uh, more than willing, and yeah, we ended up having a long talk, and I think we go for about an hour and a half, and 
And, uh, you know, and we, and we talk obviously the Victoria stuff, but at the, uh, afterwards we do the, uh, the 10 rapid fire questions, uh, you know, and, and that's something that I've, uh, I've done with uh, numerous, uh, fellow fight fans in the show over the last year. And, uh, you know, it's just a, you know, favorite enforcer and blah, blah, blah. And, and, uh, yeah, just, you know, it's a fun little deal that, uh, that I like to do. And, uh, yeah. And, and Brock is a good sport about it. And, uh, and like I said, I, I really enjoyed having him on and, uh, and, uh, yeah, I think you guys will dig it. But, uh, so I'm not going to talk for long because uh, like I said, Brock and I go for a little while here. So, uh, yeah. Um, I just got to, uh, you know, we got a few, we got a few things to talk about and a few, uh, uh, news and notes, but, um, as I said, I'm a member of the hockey podcast network. There's over a hundred shows in the network. Um, all the NHL teams, uh, have a podcast, so whatever team you're a fan of, there's probably a, sh- a few shows that you might enjoy. Um, myself, I'm on the original content creator side, uh, along with Terry Ryan, uh, Joel, Joel Azito over there at the Coliseum Chronicles, who's just, uh, still, uh, going. He's on part three of his interview with Steve Stone Cold McLaren. Uh, that's been a lot of fun to listen to. One of my favorite minor leaguers of all time. He's on my Mount Rushmore and he's a bad dude, man. So hearing him, uh, um, hearing him share stories has been really cool. So, uh, check that out. And then of course, uh, we have Alec over at the Fire for Fighting podcast. Um, not quite sure what he's doing right now. Well, he just, he's just, uh, finished moving back there out to Tennessee. So, um, I know they're unpacking and getting ready and obviously finding employment and everything else. So I'm sure podcasting is on the, obviously on the back burner, but, um, I'm sure he will, uh, be appearing and, and sooner or later, uh, if not, I'll get him on and, you know, like I said, he does my show more times than he does his own show. So, um, you know, we'll do that. But, uh, and of course, Jordan at five and a game. See, Jordan, there's a shout out for you. Um, yeah, he's, uh, actually I talked to him, uh, him, he and I were texting a lot yesterday back and forth and, uh, I was just kind of like, dude, like I thought you were done and stuff, but, uh, you know, he promises me he's not, so he's just kind of getting set up here. And well, he's out in Cape Breton, and the, the I mean, they got hit with snow like you wouldn't believe. And uh, yeah, so obviously extreme weather and just craziness out there. So again, podcasting's not on the on the uh, on the priority list at the point right now for the Maritimers. So hopefully, um, you know, that's uh, I think I always get crazy weather out there, but. Uh, you know, it snows here, and I'm, I'm mad I have to go shovel. Yeah, it'd be one thing, yeah, you got to go shovel the skip off your driveway. It's another when you can't open your door, you're snowed in. Yeah, so um, so hopefully they, that can get out there. They can wrap that up quick and get get it cleared and uh, get back to business. But, um, yeah, so definitely check out those guys' podcasts. And, uh, yeah, and if you happen to be on social media, I don't know why you would do that to yourself. But if you do... Uh, check me out, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter as well as on Facebook. And, uh, as I said before on, on YouTube, I have over 2,000 videos on my channel. Victoria Salsa included. Uh, all the leagues from junior to pro. Um, just go to the little search engine and type in BCHL. Boom, all the fight. I got a, I don't know, I probably got about 40 or 50 old BCHL fights on there. Uh, so definitely check that out. And I have over 2,200 fights. So, yeah. Subscribe to the channel and check it out, and I think you'll dig it. So, uh, yeah, there we go. But, um, 
Yeah, really, the only news, like I said, we'll get going in with Brock here right away, but uh, the only news I really have to report to folks is uh, I am off to Sin City uh, on Monday, on the, the holiday Monday, family day here in Canada, and uh, I believe it's President's Day down in the United States. Um, yeah, fly out uh, Monday afternoon. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, love me some Las Vegas. I've been looking forward to this. And uh, it'd be nice to get away and have a break. So um, in saying all that, um, my goal is to have a Sunday episode. Um, then I will hopefully, I'm recording with, I'd like, I hopefully, I record with Jay tomorrow. And uh, that will be next Wednesday's episode. Uh, then there won't, I'm gone for 10 days, then there won't be a Sunday episode, but the following Wednesday, I am going to try to get an interview done. Um, I've kind of gone back and forth with this individual. I hope I can get it done here, uh, on Saturday. If not, obviously it'll be too late. And then you're just, you, you might not be a Sunday or a, a next Wednesday episode. We'll see. Um, but I want to get something out there at least, uh, so you, so you don't forget me while I'm gone. <laughs> but, uh, so I'll see how it goes. But I plan on having a couple episodes, uh, in the can, as they say, uh, to, uh, obviously, uh, pop up when I'm gone on Wednesday. But, uh, we'll see. More about that on Sunday. Uh, on Sunday's episode, I will, uh, I'll, uh, we'll see where I'm at at that point. Well, I'll know exactly where I am at that point because I leave the next day. So, we will see. And, uh, yeah, on Sunday we'll get into the whole, oh, the battle of Ontario, oh, the suspension heard around the world and, and Brett Gallant and, uh, oh, he's, he's, uh, he's back, folks. He's playing Friday, uh, uh, against St. George. So that Andre Thiebaud in the lineup for St. George. So that could be interesting. A little Ice Wars three, uh, competitor, uh, and Brett Gallant. We'll see what happens. That could be interesting. And I've heard through the grapevine that Thomas Belmar, is back in the LNAH. He came out of retirement. Maybe Brett Gallant sparked some interest. So Thomas Belmar is back in Tetford. So that's good news. So uh, yeah, it could be things are heating up in the LNAH. So but we'll talk all about that on Sunday anyway. I'm going to shut up and uh, I'll get out of here and let's uh, sit down and uh, listen to my, my talk with Brock about some Victoria hockey, some 10 rapid fire questions. And it was just a lot of fun. And uh, always enjoy. And uh Brock and I obviously we we talk about this in the in the interview, but I will bring it up here as well. Um, anybody out, anybody out there listening uh, in the in the sound of my voice, if you have any older BC, um, you know, hey programs. I know some ex play. I know ex players listen to this show. If you're an old BC guy with some programs or maybe some, uh, you know, what have you, either get a hold of me or get a hold of Brock. I will his link. For his Twitter account, or X, I guess as the kids say, will be in the description of the episode here. Um, but get a hold of me or what have you, and uh, I can pass it on to Brock or put you in touch with him. And uh, yeah, or if you're a former Victoria Salsa player and you want to know what Brock, maybe you're looking for a program or a pitcher or what have you, uh, again, get a hold of me. I can get you in touch with Brock and we can go from there. So yeah, anybody with some old BC footage basically is, is my roundabout way of getting to that. But, uh, yeah, let me know. And, uh, if, yeah, again, if you're on social media, just my, my DMs are open, as the kids say. Send me a direct message. If you're not on social media, hockeyfights at hotmail.com. Send me an email. 
Um, whether it be about that or anything, you want to ask me a question or you want to come on the show or you have a statement about the show, good, bad, or otherwise, or a suggestion or an idea, what have you, anything, drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you guys. And, uh, yeah, let's get out of here. Let's get on to talking with Brock. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you cats on, uh, on Sunday. Thanks everybody. And now here's a word from our sponsor. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Yeah, Connor Bedard's back. Anytime scoring prop for him is plus 330. Oilers, the favorite Stanley Cup futures ticket, plus 700 right now, followed by Boston and Colorado at plus 850. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. New customers bet 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 nine seven 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 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of the boot hill casino and resort in kansas 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. All right, here we are on the fourth line voice. I have a special guest today. Brock! We're going to sit there and we're going to talk about some old school BC Victoria hockey and a whole other bunch of whatnot. Brock, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. It, uh, yeah, we, uh, well, I've, uh, we've kind of followed each other on Twitter or on X, I guess. I'm always going to call it Twitter. Uh, Twitter for a while. And, uh, you have a unique Twitter account. And, uh, uh, well, we'll get into it. It's, uh, basically it's a, it's a Twitter account that's dedicated to the Victoria Salsa of, uh, an old West or, uh, BC Junior League team. Uh, from uh, 1994 to 2006 was the Victoria Salsa uh, time frame. Uh, what made you uh, create an account about the salsa? And uh, what's your well? Well, I should. I guess we should have led with your your hockey life. What got you into hockey? Where were you born and raised? And uh, and all that stuff. Tell the folks a little bit about you. Okay. Well, uh, I was born in Victoria. I live in Calgary now, but just average Joe. I grew up playing hockey and watching hockey. My dad's from Ontario and a uh, Leafs fan. So naturally I grew up a Leafs fan. All of his brothers were. And then the first uh, hockey games I ever went to were salsa games back at the old Memorial reason, Memorial arena. Sorry. Yeah. And we got season tickets there for three years and I had a great time. Now what's up uh, when you say, cause I know you're, Oh, you young kids. I know you're a young guy. What, uh, what, what kind of year, what, what's the time frame here when you had the season tickets? What years are we talking? So I had season tickets from 2000 to the 0304 year, just before they, just before the NHL lockout. And then we got ECHL Salmon Kings season tickets. Yeah. Okay. So 
All right, so we got that. Oh, you're yeah. Right when the right when the salsa are winning championships, you show up. Oh, I think that's a bit of a little bandwagon <laughs> yeah, I jumping. Out, I out. Yeah, because I because I went back early on in the '90s. Yeah, you were nowhere to be found when they were in last place. All of a sudden, we're winning yeah. championships, and Brock's a season ticket holder. All of a sudden, oh uh, yeah, here we go. One of these guys. Yeah. yeah. No, but uh, season, season, luckily. Yeah, yeah. They um. Well, before, yeah, so like I said, we get it. But you, you play a little hockey yourself, right? Yep. Yeah, I grew up in Victoria. I played for the Victoria Ice Hawks originally, and then I moved on to the Victoria Racket Club and played up till midget, my second year midget, and then had uh opportunity to play for, what, Junior B, and then I just decided to hang them up right then. Don't know why, I just didn't feel like going, lost the love of hockey kind of, just five days a week just became too much and yep. wasn't enjoying it. Yeah, the old, I, the old, uh, the Rocky mountain league wasn't calling your name or was it the Kootenai? No. Kootenai at the KI. You weren't into it at the time. <laughs> yeah. No, I was, I, yeah. Kind of regretted a bit. Just Even if I only would have played junior B or junior A, I wasn't going to go anywhere probably, but I wouldn't be here now. So, yeah. Well, that's I'm the in road. a better spot now, probably, so. <laughs> the, the road not traveled. Oh, well. We all have those, right? So, but, um, all right. Well, uh, well, let's, like I said, we, uh, with the Twitter account, um, what made you start the Twitter account? Well, I was on the internet and one day I was bored and looked up Victoria Salsa and could finally hardly find anything on the internet so i decided to scramble up some of my old salsa stuff and kind of post it online just for something to be somewhere because there's nothing really around and hopefully some players and stuff would follow it and just have some content because it's kind of just at the time where the internet wasn't really the place for all the news so kind of just that perfect time period that got missed out on and the BC League obviously isn't as big as the WHL, or so it wasn't getting covered quite the same. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, right? And I mean, it's um, well, and the BC League's going, it's going through some shit now, right? There's some uh, some stuff happening yeah. there this year, but uh, but yeah, like the Junior A, of course, uh, you know, for my listeners that that aren't aware, um, of course, you have the BC League and the, the Manitoba, Saskatchewan. Each province had their own Junior A system. And then, of course, Major Junior out here in the West, anyway, the Western Hockey League, um, stuff like that. But, yeah, in the small communities, there's always a Junior A team or a Junior B team. And, uh, yeah, in the BC League. And from there, obviously, guys are playing there to get, like, college scholarships. All you folks, where you wonder why these Canadian, where these Canadians that play in the NCAA came from, that's where they came from. <laughs> it's from these Junior A leagues, because that was, uh, that was, the, that's the big reason why guys play in Junior A. But, of course, back in the day as well, just like all, all hockey, uh, it was called Jungle A for a reason. And there were some tough cats <laughs> that went through these leagues and uh, some crazy stories. And, uh, yeah, well, we'll talk about all that. But, uh, um, but yeah, for those that don't know, uh, with Victoria you know, out here in British Columbia, um, it's on an island. And, um, yeah, it, and it's... Um, so to get there from the mainland, obviously you have to take a ferry. How long is the ferry ride? Uh, just about an hour and a half, but you have to be there another half an hour early. Yeah, so it's a pain. 
Well, so that's the thing. I mean, I, I was a long time ago when I was in Victoria, but at the time, the first time you ever do it, oh, you get on there and you're all excited. Well, hopefully we'll see a whale or something, right? And this is just great. I love yeah. this ride. Well, could you imagine playing on that hockey team in junior A and how many, how many games you play? 60? Well, 32 friggin' times you got to get on that, well, 60 times, I guess, there and back. You got to get on this ferry and head into the mainland to get on a bus and go take, go play somewhere. Yeah, I think the, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure the, uh, the idea of the ferry would wear on you very quickly at that point. Totally. I was going to say, funny enough, one of the teams in the island division is, uh, Powell River, and you have to go up island about two and a half hours and then take a ferry over there and then every time you take that ferry there's always a storm for whatever reason but <laughs> the hardest place to get to is somehow on the island division but well and that's and that's the thing and that's the scary thing right and it's because of course obviously it's in the winter that you're doing this right so not in the middle of august you know it's in the you know in the winter so god knows what happens with the weather and uh yeah and then it's uh you know, in BC, and then you get into the mountains and shit. It's yeah, in the winter. Yeah, it's um, yeah, man. It and so the travel that these kids put in to play is unbelievable. But yet, when you get in a, it's like in the Western Hockey League when you play for the Brandon Wheat Kings. Every road trip is long. Like the closest trip is like to Regina is like six hours, right? So like every every game is long, right? Every trip. It's not like oh, in Saskatoon we're gonna play Prince Albert. It's, you know, it's an hour up the highway or. You know, or over to Moose Jaw, it's another hour, you know, whatever. But no, when your every trip is that long, it's like, yeah, so these guys are putting in miles, man. And uh, let alone getting on a ferry and then getting, like you said, then getting on the bus and going a few more hours. So, yeah, so, so you're uh, you're grinding when you're playing for the Victoria team. But, um, yeah, man, well, uh, yeah, well, like you said, now they got the Western Hockey League team, right? The Royals. So, you know, and they did have. Uh, you got to go to the too make things more complicated yeah yeah they got to go down to the states and yeah and then well and like you said then the, before the before the junior team the salsa of course you had the victoria cougars in the western hockey league and uh that's yeah. a little, little before your time but uh you know um but victoria's had a long history of hockey like you said they had the western league then the junior a team and then you had the east coast league team for a little while now you got the western hockey league team again so there's been a lot of hockey mm-hmm. in victoria so um but let's we'll we'll focus on the salsa here. Um, yeah, so like you said, uh, you know, you you first get into uh, well, what uh, what kind of drew you to the salsa when you started going? Well, sorry, what was I what? Like when you first start going to the games, like what made you like a fan of the salsa? Like what? Uh, uh, just because they're the local team. Yeah, they. Yeah, my granddad. Uh, owned an SO station. He sponsored some of the players. So, and he had season tickets, I think, every year they were there until the ECHL team came in. He sponsored Sean O'Connor. He, I believe he got drafted by Florida. He didn't play in the NHL, but he was a bit of a scrapper. He actually yep. has a few fights on YouTube, but yeah. And then, what, a few years later, I, my family got season tickets and went with him all the time. And if, if you're at Memorial Arena back in the day, the old one, uh, you would have seen my grandpa. He was uh, <laughs> a little noxious, and he brought his own air horn to the game, and he had a bunch of signs. He had a sign that said, for the refs, three blind mice, and had an eye chart for the refs. It was, it was fun. Oh, he was that guy, was he? Oh, yes. 
Oh yeah, it was it was embarrassing sometimes. <laughs> but. but yeah, well, like you said, Sean O'Connor. For those uh, for those listening, some of my uh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, my minor league fans. Of course, he uh, you know that is the Sean O'Connor that played for the uh, Las Vegas Wranglers, and uh, you know he played some played a bunch of seasons in the East Coast League, and then he went over to Germany and played over there. Uh, you know, he played a couple seasons in the Moose Jaw Warriors as well in the Western League. So, yeah, a few tilts here and there. And uh, uh, actually, I think the funniest thing about Sean O'Connor that I'll always remember, and uh, if you go to my YouTube channel, watch Ceremonial Puck Drop, and it's in the playoffs against when Moose Jaw is playing Regina. And it's in Regina and that somebody comes out, some veteran or whoever, and, you know, they do the puck drop and the home guy, you know, wins the draw, pulls it back, <laughs> picks the puck up and hands it to the guy and everyone shakes hands and, you know, whatever. O'Connor beats the guy on the draw like it's a real face-off. <laughs> and, oh, the crowd just hating him, ready to kill him. Yeah, I've never seen anybody do that in a ceremonial face-off before. So look it up. Sean O'Connor on the 4th Line Voice YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah, he likes that celebrate after fights a little too <laughs> yeah yeah exactly wasn't the most like that, no put on no. A show. he did put on a show yeah um well like you said speaking of putting on the show like with the victoria uh with the salsa um as as we said with uh with all junior a um you know as i said jungle a who are uh who are some of the kind of some tough guys that stick out to you for the salsa back in the day well, my my favorite was Aaron Boros, and when he played, he was actually really good. He he they won the championship with him, and he I think he led the league in scoring in the playoffs, and he was second on the team in scoring during the regular season. But he he was always my favorite to watch. Yeah, Aaron. Some, yeah, for those listening, of course, he went on and played Minnesota with the New York Rangers and stuff for a few seasons, and uh, you know, did, yeah, he did some fighting and stuff. Um, but yeah, the one year in Victoria, just kind of looking at it now, yeah, 58 games, he had 13 goals, 283 minutes. Then the next season, yeah, 34 goals, 34 assists, 196 minutes and 57 games, and got a got a college scholarship to the Alaska Fairbanks. See, there you go, folks. That's what you do when you're in the in the BC League. Um, yeah. So, but very, yeah. So, well, who else? Give me some other names here. Uh, well, you have. I don't have a ton of old fight footage. I was going to say, you have more fight footage online, I think, of the BC League than anyone else ever on the internet. There's virtually none. So I don't know a ton. I've seen the Blair to Sony fight, and Andrew Ladd pumps him up pretty good, unfortunately. But uh, another player I liked was Curtis Fraser. And he was he scored 50 goals one year and he got traded to Vernon, but he was always first-line, kind of power-forward guy, always get in fights, muck it up, but he was fun to watch. Uh, another guy who made the NHL too is Ryan O'Byrne. He yep. really only played one year of salsa, a big six foot five D man. Him and Aaron Boros actually had a fight in the NHL, funny enough. But uh he was probably wasn't the biggest fighter in junior, but he definitely could fight. So, yeah, and then they went went played for the Leafs in Montreal and he got the better Boros in that tilt. Yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting when you go back and you and you kind of look through, um, you know, the especially like the junior A stuff, right? And it, like how guys, how their roles uh, kind of develop over the over the years, right? Like like you said, Voros, you know, when he was in the Ameri- or in the NHL, was basically like you know a fourth line kind of tougher guy, right? 
but here he is leading like junior A team and like scoring in the playoffs and stuff, right? So it's it's interesting how the roles change, um, you know, as, as their careers go on and get to the different levels. Only, you know, and um, well, and one guy that I, I kind of noticed with the on the salsa team um, was Korea, his brother. Yeah, Martin. Yeah, the youngest one. Yeah. yeah, he he lived up pretty good. That's kind of I didn't have that's what two years before I started watching salsa, so I didn't really see him much. But he looked pretty good in his highlights. I know he never made it to any child and played in Europe, and but yeah, there's some good talent that came out of Victoria and the salsa. Like you had uh, obviously the Ben brothers, even though Jamie Ben really only played a few games with them, and they changed the name to Victoria Grizzlies. They yeah. had uh, Greg Zanin played in the NHL, Boros, obviously. And then you have Matt Pettinger yep. playing in the NHL. And, uh, well, the I'm in Calgary right now. I don't know if he's still the goalie coach, but Jordan Siglet, he played Nets when I watched when they won the championship. And he, big reason they won that championship. And now he's a goalie coach, was the goalie coach for the Calgary Flames. So he's pretty good. Yep. Another guy was just kind of looking at Kyle Greentree. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Green Tree played for the Flames. And then a guy from your neck of the woods, uh, Tyler Bozak. He's played over a 1,000 games now, too, won the Stanley Cup. Yep. Yeah. And they they want to – I was going to say, they went on a run the last year. Uh, they were the Salsa with him there. They lost to Port Alberni, I think, in the in the BCHL finals. But, yeah, he he was a wicked player. In junior, obviously, and then the next year, him and Jamie Ben clicked and went well for both of them. They all they ended up having careers. Yeah, no, absolutely, and, and it's like you said, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, the the guys as they as as they as they go on through the league, and and then uh, it's it's just interesting. You know, you see some of these guys, and like they tear it up, and it's in the in junior, and it's like, oh yeah, this guy, and then. You know, Eric, it doesn't really go anywhere. And then other guys that you didn't really, oh, they were good and whatever. Like you said, all of a sudden they're having, you know, thousand game NHL careers, right? It's, it's, it's just interesting. It's just interesting how it goes sometimes, how the guys develop. Well, one of my, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say one of my, uh, one of the guys I used to play hockey with, his older brother was on the salsa and, uh, Hamilton, he was okay, but he ended up going and playing good in the ECHL and stuff and got drafted by Atlanta. Go figure. Not that he was bad on the salsa or anything, but and he's yeah. relatively tough, which probably helped him go further than some guys will and play that role a bit. Yep. Yep. No, absolutely. It, it, um, and, and like you said, most of the time, you know, as it went on, like everything in hockey, I think, especially in the junior A kind of th- side of things, um, you know, they've, they've really, well, now especially, but, you know, you started to see the switch there in the mid-2000, late 2010 to, you know, 11, 12, 13. It's like a real emphasis got to start getting put on, like, scholarships and college. And I think, obviously, the toughness kind of went away and the fighting and stuff. Like, because the BC League back in, like, the 90s and early 2000s was crazy. You know, the, every team had guys, right? And I think now Junior A is completely, you know, it's all... Well, hell, you got guys wearing full cages and stuff now, right? 
Like it's it's become a real scholarship league, and BC was always known. Like at least I know from being out here in the West, you know the SGHL, the Manitoba, the Alberta league was kind of the the guts, the grinders, guts and farmers, and oil riggers league, right? And BC was like the scholarship league. That's where you wanted to go. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of guys who went to Alaska. Yeah. And then, like Bozak went to Denver. Yep. So definitely the lead the lead to play in if you're on scholarship. Yeah. But I was going to say the last well. This year and last year, I guess, the whole AJBCHL thing, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, Joe Sackick, I was going to say, he, well, he's a BC guy too, but he kind of looked into that league a bit. They got Alex Newhook, right, and Kale McCars from the AJHL. So I think a lot of these guys started watching Junior A closer than they were before instead of just taking guys from the WHL. Yeah. And obviously, look at how good Mikhail Carr is now. Yeah, well, that was the other thing. Like, yeah, like back, you know, from in my like in the the nineties and stuff. Very seldom did guys get taken out of junior A in the NHL draft. Very seldom. Mm-hmm. But now it's a regular. Oh, you got guys going in the first round and stuff, right? Like, like back then, yeah. junior A was always sort of looked at as like second class compared to the major junior. And uh, and I think it's the playing field's a lot more level now than it was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, you just had different things, right? It was always back in the day. If you played major junior, it was because you wanted to play in the NHL. You went and played junior A because you wanted a scholarship. That, that was always kind of how it was looked at. And, uh, and I think, and obviously that's changed over the years for sure. But, well, um, I was going to say actually, sorry. Uh, I was going to say actually, the funny thing with the salsa is, is they've had more NHL alumni than the Victoria Royals and the WHL. And the Royals have been around longer now, which is, yeah, kind of crazy. Yeah. Now, like, like when you were in, Vic- well, when you were in Victoria, you were saying that, um, like, how long were you there for? Like, you you saw the East Coast League as well. Yep. Yeah, I had season tickets for the East Coast League the first year when it was in the lockout, and that, there was good hockey there. There's Gomez, and there's some what Dan Blackburn, uh, Pierrington were on the Salmon King, so the, the bench clearing brawl. <laughs> That was all fun. Yeah, well, yeah, so the the how long were the Salmon Kings around for? I'm looking that up here right now. 2004 to 2011. Okay. Um, yeah, not too long. But, uh, yeah, and then the Salsa, they ended in 06, but then they became, like you said, the Victoria Grizzlies, and obviously they're still around. Well, yeah, Tyson Berry's dad, Len, Len Berry Jr., he, he played in the NHL for Florida, but he ended up, uh, him and someone else bought the team, and they, they made a huge housing development called Bear Mountain in a, a resort there, too, and then they bought the team and made a new rink called Bear Mountain Arena, and then they changed the team name to the Victoria Grizzlies, which at the time was kind of, it looked like a good move, because most people are like, what the hell, who, who the fuck are the salsa? <laughs> yeah. But. Oh did, well, that I guess that's I should have led with that. Well, stupid me. That's yeah. Uh, the name always kind of made me laugh. It was where? Do you know? Like, what's the origin there? So I guess. Uh, well, obviously, uh, the Victoria Cougars left. Yep. And I'm gonna shout out my buddy Tyler and Prince George. They already had the Spruce Kings in the Junior A League, but then they got our major junior team now they're the they're still in the league the prince george cougars yep but 
yeah, so we lost them, and they brought in the salsa. And the owners were originally a family that owned a couple of the taco times, funny oh. enough. <laughs> okay. So I guess they, they didn't look too hard into the name, but uh, it stuck for a bit, funny enough. Yeah, well, and the logo's like a chili pepper, and it was like, okay, like... Yeah, and then they they revamped it after they the ownership switched, and then they brought in the the jacked up red pepper guy. Actually, as a kid, I thought the original pepper was just a cactus. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's yeah, that's interesting. Well, and so like the Victoria Grizzlies, like you were saying, that's uh, Jamie Ben. Yeah, he. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, fifty three games, forty two goals, seventy eight minutes. There you go. Yeah. And then, he went, and then yeah. obviously went to Kelowna and took off. Yeah, yeah. He, he's one of my favorite players now, too. Just not even because he's from Victoria, just kind of one of the last or the only left power forward who actually fights and a decent fighter. He can throw with both hands. Yep. Good left, good right, throws straight punches. Fights out of anger, too, which is kind of fun to watch. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing with those guys, right? Exactly. They get, uh, yeah, they're fighting because they, yeah, they're mad, right? So. Now, at this point, you said you got season tickets to um, the Salmon Kings in the East Coast League. Were you still, did you yep. did you kind of give up on the the BC League at that point? Or were you still going to Grizzly uh, games? No, I didn't go to any. I went to a, a couple, but uh, yeah, uh, we are kind of just with my granddad. He started sponsoring some Salmon Kings. And then since it was a brand new team in the, NA, or the ECHL, it kind of struggled out of the gate. Believe it or not, they're... They at the time had the biggest losing streak in pro sports to start the season. It went, I think, twenty. It was twenty-two or twenty-three games to start the year, all road games because they were building the new arena, and they lost every single one. And they, yeah. they ended up putting on local talent on the team to make up for it being a new expansion team. So you had like Tyson Berry's uh, uncle, who was on the team, a couple former salsa salsa guys who were on the team, but like Craig Zaberski and then Hamilton. There's a couple of firefighters who my dad knows who were on the team and Greg Batters. Was a, Victoria Cougar used to fight a lot. He yep. was an assistant coach. So we tried to make the best of the team. They ended up getting good later on, but it was a hard season. <laughs> yep. And of course we had regular season tickets and the one game we don't show up for is the bench clearing brawl. <laughs> Well, yeah, for those that don't, it was basically Dale Purrington snapped and went after the Greg Spenrath, who was coaching at the time. Yeah. No, he he was fun to watch, actually. He, yeah, he, he played the, pro, the role pretty well. He was pretty hated. And I, I remember a couple times he had some good scraps, and he, he scrapped the guy, went in the box, and they scrapped again. And then even during the, the brawl, I know – just watching it on the news, he got kicked out of the game and came out of the change room fucking without a shirt, no equipment on, and came back on the ice and started fighting again. We got a however many game suspension. Well, and that, that's the thing. I know people love to shit on Purington. I was always a Purington fan. I mean, he, uh, I mean, he was dirty as shit and everything else. I always said the problem with Purington is he came along about a decade too late. 
Because if if he had yeah. played in the eighties, he would have had like a ten year NHL career because he would have fit right in, right back then. But then he started doing shit. Yeah. Even it was kind of like, eh. I got yeah. It's just kind of yeah. Who knows if it's intentional or not? But still, not a good look. No, especially on that pitcher. It's just like yeah, they couldn't have taken a better pitcher, Full right? But, yeah, but um, yeah, on that first year team, like you said, you got oh, you got Blue Benefeld. You know, he's a tough guy and. Purington and yeah, there was a few characters on that team, and like you said, the coach. Well, even the coaches. You got Brian Maxwell, legendary tough guy, legendary Western Hockey League coach, and loved the toughness. And I mean, and then like you said, you got Greg Batters, who was a you know a minor league tough guy. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of t- uh, Rob Volterra was playing. There's another tough guy. Um, so there was definitely some toughness in Victoria that year. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, it was, it was good to watch the salsa games, though. They were getting their butts kicked, but they're kicking some butt at the same time. Well, yeah, well, one thing I want, yeah, also, um, as, as far as just being the, the fight tape geek and everything that I am, um, I'll, I'll, do you remember, like, were those games on, like, local cable? Did they play a lot of stuff on TV there? Uh, not really. Like, they might have had the odd game on Shaw, maybe. Yeah. You probably would have to go through the third-party thing, kind of like now. But, yeah. I know, I know. yeah, not really, no. They're never really televised. Radio, so, they had radio, right? And yeah. But as far as, like, going back and the, sal- the salsa and stuff, like, you didn't, like, you weren't, like, taping their game. Like, you didn't have access to their game tapes, or you don't have anything on tape, do you? No, my my grandpa might, but yeah, no, no footage. I think yeah, like I said, you have a couple fights, and I think that's probably more than anyone else. The there's a guy on uh, YouTube, I forget his name, who works for the Grizzlies, who occasionally posts the odd old salsa thing, but there's not a lot of content, unfortunately. Yeah, not, not really at the fighting. We got to we got to get my boy Kyle who's the Sunday out there. We'll you know shout out to Sunday. I hope you're listening to this. We uh, he's a BC guy. Like I was telling you off air, we'll have to get him on. He's a he knows all about that league. I don't know why I haven't had him on yet actually, but yeah, he's got a lot of old BC. He's a big fight tape guy, so I know he's got. That's where I got most of my BC stuff from. So yeah, I'll have to uh, look in. I've never bothered to ask him. I should ask him if he's got any more if he's got any Victoria stuff kicking around. Because if anybody would, it'd be him. So yeah. Um, but yeah, like just going through the, uh, I, I completely forgot like out there, you, like you had Adam Huxley playing there, um, mm-hmm. uh, Dallas Anderson. I mean, you know, there are a couple tough dudes. Um, well, oh, old Ryan Wade from the old Kelowna Rockets. I didn't, I forgot he played out there too. Um, he's a pretty solid player actually. Jeff Henderson was pretty tough too. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, for the Adam Huxley. Yeah, I was a big Adam Huxley fan because, of course, I got to uh, watch him play junior here in Saskatoon, and uh, he went on and had a had a hell of a minor league career. Um, for those listening, if you want to hear a good interview I, when I had Huxley on, you should check that out. He, I forgot actually that he played. Obviously, we talked about Victoria. I forgot that he was there though. It's been so long, but um, yeah, they traded uh, from Las Vegas, and uh, he came out to Victoria to to end the season, but. Uh, yeah, so how how long did you go to these games for? When did you move to Calgary and stuff? Uh, 
I moved to Calgary in 2012. I, I moved to work up north in oil sands, but I we had season tickets. Two well, yeah, 2000. 2001 season and then till 2005 with the Salmon Kings. It's not an overly long time, but we saw some good hockey, so. Yeah. Some fun hockey. The old, yeah, the BC, the old Salsa games, man, were so fun in that same arena, too. The, 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 especially on like a Saturday night or a weekend night. Yeah. Get a fight going and the whole crowd's into it. I remember one time, there was a, a center ice tilt. I don't know who he fought, but Aaron Boros fought someone, and he caught him pretty girl, pretty good. And then he's in the penalty box, and a couple of girls come down. And he starts chit chatting to them <laughs> in the penalty box, which I thought was pretty funny. Chicks think yeah. the fighters, man. Yeah, yeah. He was my favorite player on the team at the time. Him and Pierre Napper Fernet. I know, I know Vorov kind of. He was more or less a heavyweight back in the BC league. I know. Not to be disrespectful, but he's kind of a bit of a punching bag in the NHL, unfortunately. He didn't win a ton of fights, but was always game, played the role, played tough. Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, who would, like, back then with the Salts and stuff, who was their, like, who was their big rival? Uh, Couch and Valley Capitals and the Nanaimo Clippers. Yep. Were the, were the big ones. They, yeah, they, they had, a lot of games. There was a meathead. I don't like. I don't know any of the players, but there was a big meat headline on Couch and Valley Capitals, and I remember they were. Yeah, <laughs> there were some good scraps. Some good scraps, and it was good too because the one year, the first year I got season tickets, they had the, the identical record to the Couch and Valley Capitals, and the last game of the season was in Duncan in their arena with the big hockey stick, and uh, the winner of the game got into the playoffs and. Or the salsa pulled it out just when we went to that game. I got hit by a puck. <laughs> but that was fun. And then they played Nanaimo in the playoffs, and I went to Game 7. We went to Nanaimo for Game 7. It was pretty fun. Well, yeah. The, the, well, like like you said, right? They uh, they, they pulled out the big uh, the big win uh, as they, they won the BC League, right? Yeah, it was, it was fun. Yeah, they beat they swept South Surrey, the Surrey Eagles, and then they played Merritt in the finals, and that went to Game 7. In Victoria, too, I was going to say Merritt, Merritt finished. They just squeaked into the playoffs, too, so the Salsa had a home ice advantage for once in a Game 7. I was there. I saw it. It was great. It's on YouTube, too. The footage is pretty good if you Google it. But, yeah, Captain came in clutch. Pierre napper Fernet got a hatcher in Game 7. The crowd was Season the goalie and everything, and that was awesome. Packed arena, the old, the old Memorial Arena was pretty cool. Yeah, I was gonna say there, there was some blood spilt in that rink. <laughs> yeah. Now the well, I, I think you called me out on Twitter. I, you, you posted the Wingfield interview with the Danbury Thrashers. Yep. I know he he played in the BC League. Yep. But uh, I didn't listen to the whole thing, and you called me out. I was like, I, I think I posted a, a YouTube video about him and the usher at the arena. Yeah. And then I listened to the thing. But he got kicked out of the game, and then there was a whole fiasco with the crowd, and fucking usher was doing something stupid. He, uh, he tells the whole story. There. 
check out his back catalog. There, exactly. There you go. Yes, Brad Winfeld. Yeah, uh, never mind the documentary. I was doing that shit two years before that documentary ever came out. We were talking about that stuff, but yeah, he was. Uh, Winger was. Uh, yeah, he tore it up the BC League, but uh, yeah, he had a little run in with the Usher and some fans in Victoria. But uh, yeah, hey, do you remember a cat named Chad Nicholson? No, I do not. What? Oh, he had 178 minutes there in 40 games. Yes. What? What year is that? Uh. It, the championship year, two thousand two thousand one. They, uh, but uh, they, uh, I, I believe they traded him to Trail. Looks like he he got he got traded halfway through the year, I think, or at some point. In the year. Okay. But yeah, I don't uh, remember him, unfortunately. But uh, I know they brought in they brought in some guys. They kind of did that greasy. I guess a lot of any league does it. Even minor hockey, the, the team gets knocked out early in a different league, and then they'll, oh, hey, here's this guy from the QHL or WHL. Play five games, and then he's eligible for the playoffs. And stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. They're, you know, yeah, bringing guys in from, uh, you know, what you have a guy from Germany there at Bathurst. Well, that Pierre Napper, right? He's from uh, New Brunswick, and, you know, so. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, they're always, uh, you know, and who was the other, Adam Carter, I mean, you know, he came from New Brunswick as well, and, you know, had played in the Quebec League. Okay. And... They did that my last last year in Midget, too, they fucking brought some guys from the dub, like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Star <Stack. Our> championship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there was, uh, yeah, back in the day, there was always something going on, for sure. Um, well, so I guess like as, as far as Victoria hockey goes with the salsa and stuff, um, yeah, like you said, it, um, yeah, that's always the frustrating part. Like that, that's why I was, I, I, re, I really did, um, well, that's what got me to, on your Twitter account to begin with. Like I always just kind of dig the old stuff, right? You know, air quotes, old stuff. Yeah. Nineties, two thousands, they were old. Well, oh, shit, I guess it's 24 years ago now. That's crazy to think. That was 24 years ago that they won the championship. Um, where does time? Yeah, where does time go? But I always kind of dig that, <laughs> and especially with the junior A stuff, because it, uh, like you said, right? It's 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 so hard to find like footage or unless oh, you were no, there no, in that no town, right? Why? Well, just for this interview, I downloaded or I got a newspaper dot com and just kind of went down the rabbit hole and looking up old articles. I'm going to try to save some, post them just so there's more, more stuff on the internet. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, if any, any Victoria guys are following, I know some former players follow me and fans and whoever has old, not just salsa, but BCHL footage, like videos or upload it and post it and tag me in it. I'd love to see it. I need more content out there. Oh yeah, exactly. And I mean, that was, uh, you know, and that, well, that's always like, yeah, like, well, that was the whole point. Well, that's the whole point of this podcast, to be honest. But, you know, even with the YouTube channel and stuff, it was like, well, everybody can put up the Probert fights in Taidomi. I mean, how many, mm-hmm. you know, but it was like, yeah, no one's putting up BC fights or like old WHL mm-hmm. fights or anything like that, right? So that's what got my YouTube channel going because I'm like, well, I have all these DVDs and VHS tapes sitting here. Well, I mean, I've seen it all, but it's like, you know, so you're talking to people, oh, you should have seen this, you should have seen that. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, so I'm like, well, why don't I upload it? That way everybody can see it, right? So, 
it was just like, yeah. so. I, and I encourage people. Yeah. Like if, like I always tell people, yeah, like you just said, if guys are out there listening and you got something, yeah, it's just crazy. You, you my put it out, man. memory is only so good. <laughs> yeah. Well, all of us, right. We're all losing it. It's just like, you know, but it's, it's like, hard. you can't even research it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, even when I was talking to you and we were going to have you on, it's like I went back and looked through the Victoria stuff, but it's just like, okay, well, other than, you know, okay, you go through Hockey DB or Elite Hockey and you look up some names and, you know, you try to go find some stuff on the internet. There might be a little blurb here and there, but overall, I mean, and I always, and that was kind of the frustrating, well, and I really wish BC would do this because I will give credit to the SJHL. If you go to the SJHL website, you can actually download the historical stats. So, oh, really? yeah, yeah. So they go back to like whatever the seventies and stuff, and it, you can not everyone's stat, but they have like the top ten or whatever. And you can see the standings and blah blah blah. You can go through at least you can get some reference. Well, BC's got nothing like that, right? And it's like, well, your league's been around. I don't know how long the BC league's been. Around. I think sixty something. Yeah, yeah, a long time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, so it's yeah. like, why do you not have the historical stats on there? That'd be awesome to go back and look at, like, I don't know, the Vernon team in, like, 1991. Let's look up their stats. Although I will say, Hockey DB for the BC League is actually not bad. They actually have a lot of the stats. Um, the only issue is they don't have any playoff stuff, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like, No, it's just like, yeah, you look at, like, per se, like, Aaron Boros, for instance. Like, just looking at my old uh, pamphlet here, he scored seven game-winning goals in that playoffs. Like, his regular season numbers were good, but, like, him, a couple of guys really stepped up in those playoffs. And it just sucks they don't have playoff stats because playoff stats are important, too. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I will say that they've done a better job like with the BC stuff, then the S the, the SJHL stuff brutal and stuff in the Alberta League, but um, but yeah, it would just be cool if the if the leagues paid more attention to the historical stuff, like maybe put like why not have some old pictures or old you know what I mean or old video like like talk to the teams like anything yeah like do you have old video and stuff if you do we should put it up on like that's why I was I get mad at these teams right it's like all these junior teams and stuff it's like. They had, well, I mean, I guess we were all guilty of it, but it was just like there no sense of his of any history. Like, did you collect anything? You know, nothing. Well, even if you Google Victoria Salsa hockey, fuck, there's 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 a couple images, but not a ton. Like, I have more personally than there are on the internet. <laughs> yeah, and all the pictures I have, I've just stolen. Like, I've just gotten up from old things I have, Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just, it's just, yeah, it, uh, you know, and unfortunately with, uh, you know, as hard as older junior stuff is, junior A stuff's even harder. And, uh, you know, and I just, I, I always kind of kicked myself, you know, back in the 90s stuff, I didn't. I didn't really collect any of that stuff. I tried, but you know, you here and there. It's like I had opportunity maybe to push harder to get some video that I didn't, and I'm kicking myself now for not doing that. But well, it's like I think you bring it up a couple times in episodes that 
the fights you'd want to see the most is Bro- uh, Probert Jr. fights, and they just don't exist. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it was just like, you know, yeah, a lot of that stuff is just, uh, yeah, and it's gone to the sands of time, right? And it's just like, yeah, and it sucks because we missed out on a lot of good stuff. Well, even here in Saskatoon, going to the Blades games for as long as I did. And it's just like, well, I, like I was telling you about Huxley and stuff, and I watched Huxley, and I watched Hordachuk and all these guys. There really isn't that many fights. I have some of their stuff, but, you know, yeah. And you, oh, well, in the Western Hockey League, how many how many guys came through that league, right? And it was just like, you know, you, and you tried to cut the stuff, but it's just like, yeah, man, it's just, some of that stuff is gone forever. Like, mm-hmm. like I can remember, like I used to, the people that own the Saskatoon, I used to know the people that own the Saskatoon Blades. I grew up with their son. And uh, I can remember when they were, I always, I think I've told this story on here before, but when they were retiring Wendell Clark's jersey here in Saskatoon, um, mm-hmm he got a hold of me because he knew I was a fight guy, right? Or whatever. And he's like, do you have any Wendell Clark Saskatoon blades footage? Of course I was like, holy shit, I wish. And he's like, (laughs) he goes, we don't have any, this is the team. They didn't have anything. I'm like, they don't have a second of Wendell Clark Saskatoon blade footage on video. And you're, you're the Saskatoon blades. I was like, are you shitting me? You don't have anything. And I think they eventually found something at the news station. I think they found some old film, you know, and they put it on. I think but most of the stuff they played was, like, from Toronto, right? Like, old NHL stuff. Mm-hmm. They had, I think they might have had, like, a couple pictures, maybe, of when he played for the Blades. And that was basically their little tribute video to him that they played at the game. But it was just like, yeah, so here's this team that's been around since the 70s. They have no video of anything and it's just like it's so sad right it's just like oh man and as a fight fan in saskatoon man dave, oh, yeah. dave brown and coaster and tony twist although i have some tony twist well and the only reason that i have tony twist and kelly chase saskatoon blades footage is because tony twist himself saved it and i got it from him <laughs> that's it that's where i got the stuff from that blades footage that's on my on my youtube channel of twist fighting in Chase and Kaminsky and Kerry Clark is from Tony Twist. He saved it. So if it wasn't for him, it wouldn't have, you know. So it was, uh, yeah, so other than players keeping stuff, it was just like, yeah, these teams don't have, a lot of these teams, some teams are really good at saving stuff, but most weren't, unfortunately. And in Junior A, forget it. That's just a lost cause for the most part. So, Well, I, I think I've looked up, I don't know how many times, I, I think I can only count six salsa fights on all YouTube, and I would say you have half of them. Mm-hmm. And the, the Victoria Salsa, the Blackberry Media, they they started posting a couple videos a few years back, but then they just stopped right away, which nothing else has really been posted since, unfortunately. Yeah, well, and then the other thing is, and the, the unfortunate thing is, is that, you know, especially if it's a team thing or whatever, especially nowadays, the league's probably, oh, don't put it up, or, you know, like... It's not a good look if we're putting up fights or, you know, it's like, oh, come on, you know, like, yeah, that's happened too. I, I know that from experience, but, you know, it's like you got some of this old stuff, but the teams don't want to put it up. It's like, really? Like, you know, one, well, I always laugh though. If you ever go to a team website and you look at the videos, which videos have the most views? The fights. Every yep. time. Every time. Yeah. It's just like, oh God, you know, but, um, but yeah, well, so, well, there you go. Yeah, Victoria Salsa. So anybody out there, if you're listening and you have 
well, BC stuff to begin with, but if you have any Victoria Salsa stuff, get a hold of Brock on Twitter or me or whatever, and I can pass the word on because we need to we need to preserve this. To we need it. to save it, man. Seriously. Yeah. Well, so when you actually left Victoria, yeah. I mean, so I, yeah, so I guess you weren't around for the Royals. No, I yeah. Not really. I know a couple. I know Trunk fought there, and I know a couple of the players, I guess, from the time, because it's kind of my age group. But, oh, yeah, I don't. I went to a dozen games total, probably. And by that time, too, it was like, if I'm into fighting, there's kind of the last couple of years of the enforcer. And even still, there's not much fighting at the time. Different league, different era. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, well, like you said, the, uh, so the Royals, I mean, they came back. So the Western league kind of came back. It was, um, 2011 and, um, folks, I'm of no help to you there. I couldn't tell you from 2011. Yeah. I had give, I had given up on the Western hockey league at that point. So I'm, I'm of no help here. Um, you know, actually there was some good, there was a playoff series. It was the first year I moved away, and I remember coming back in town, and they're playing the Portland Winterhawks. I know Seth Jones is on it. Uh, there's a, Not that he's tough, but there's a couple other guys who made the NHL, and Joe Hicketts is on the Royals, but they had a couple good games. There's some fights. I remember the one game, they showed the highlights on TV at the time, on Shaw, I think, and fuck, there was a game in Portland, and there's a couple knockouts, some vicious knockouts, like out cold. And then the game I went to, in Victoria, I lucked out and got a box seat with my cousin. And, yeah, fuck, the end of the game, there's a blind brawl. I remember, I forget his name, it was McGee, and fucking punched the visor right off this guy. And the guy, I, I don't remember his name, I started with a P, he's a French guy. He ended up playing for the Leafs and for Winnipeg. Didn't have a big career, but, no, that, that couple of years there, the first few years were okay, but then, yeah, I couldn't tell you any not a single fighter from that league or enforcer or anyone played the role, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think who was the, um, yeah, that's who it was. I was thinking of, I'm like, who did the Victoria have that was a tough guy? Yeah, Keegan Kanzig. They had Grunk. Grunk yeah. or Grunk. They had Keegan Kanzig. That's the other guy I was trying to think of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he had a center ice fight that game, I remember. I, I was, I, yeah. Actually, I specifically remember that fight because I was in the box. And it was with my cousin. He worked at Tricky Foods grocery store at the time, and they had a box. And anyways, the fight. I was pretty. I'm you typically a pretty quick, quiet guy. Sorry, but uh, the fight started, and Kanzig or whatever was getting pumped a bit. And then, as a fight fan, fucking kick his ass. Let's go. Wake up. And then came back, and I was. <laughs> I didn't go in any of the games that series, but I don't think I. Made the best impression in that box, but yeah. fights get you going. Yeah, they do. But yeah, well, Kansig was a bad dude. I know he was drafted by Calgary pretty high, and big, towards... big guy. Yeah, well, I'm just looking. Yeah, six seven, two forty seven. HL or something. I don't know. He's all done now. It looks like. Maybe but, done. Yeah, but he had played in the East Coast League for a few years there, in Idaho and Stockton. He was drafted by the by Calgary in the third round, but. Unfortunately, uh, you know, never panned out, but uh looked like injuries got him too. But 
yeah, he uh, he's a big dude, man. Yeah, six seven, two fifty. It's a big dude. <laughs> yeah. But I remember kind of getting the story, the lowdown from my uh, my WHL Tony out there and Chris and them. I remember them telling me that Kanzig and kind of that Mitch Moreau's and guys like that were kind of the. Well, and I've had Cade McNally on. Uh, he played in Seattle later on. Uh, he's kind of a, a younger guy, newer guy. Um, you know, so like I said, I I had stopped watching the Western League at that time, but they still had a few cats go through there that are, you know, every once in a while you'll get a you'll diamond in the rough, but uh, yeah, not like it used to be, that's for sure. But well, there you go, folks. So yeah, if you have any uh, vi- that, some Victoria hockey history for you. But, uh, yeah, well, we had talked here, so we're at the 50-minute mark, but you had, we had talked about the, uh, kind of the, uh, also the, the 10 rapid-fire questions. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I think we should probably get into that. <laughs> I'm ready. All right, okay. Hold on. I think so, yeah. Okay, so we're going to do some rapid-fire, the 10 rapid-fire questions. I know you've listened to these episodes before, so... You, I mean, you, you, mm-hmm. you get what we're doing here, but uh, I always like. Well, we'll start off here. The first one here. It's a little, a little softball question. Get you. We'll get you into the the flavor of it. Uh, first question. Rapid fire. Favorite enforcer of all time. Okay, this is tough. Uh, I kind of have a little flu, guys. Being a Leafs fan, uh, but for this podcast, I kind of. I know he's a Saskatchewan guy, so I went Wade Belak. Colt Nord's a second, but Wade Belak. I have his jersey. I have Ward's jersey too, but I loved watching Belak. Yeah. Yeah, they were, uh, well, those are two solid picks right there, man. Yeah. And Under, was... Underrated fighter. I think he had a guest on before, and he, he picked Belak as his underrated fighter. I agree with him. Yeah, like, I, yeah, that's the thing, right? It's it's funny when you talk to fight, you know, you're right. And when you talk to, like, it sounds so, it sounds funny to say when you say it to people, but it's like, yeah, Belak really did, I think, fly under the radar for people. I mean, obviously people knew who he was. Obviously they know Wade Belak, but it's like, I don't know if it's because Domi was there too with him. I'm not uh, sure. Yeah. Maybe. But I, I would say at that point, I would say Belak was the, the main guy and Domi was kind of shotgun, in I'd my say, opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I think, but it's oh. just, I think at that time, Domi had such the legacy in Toronto at the time. Like, he's just been there for so long and, you know, and all that. I think, and it just maybe his personality overshadowed Belak a little bit. But it's like, because, uh, you know, when, and that's like when Wade started, he was in Colorado and then he was in Calgary and, he was kind of coming along, you know, but he hit his stride in Toronto, man. And then you go back and look, and it's like, uh, I think it was Rod brought it up on Facebook, and uh, he just mentioned it one time. He's like, who's a fighter that never got knocked out? And it's Belak, like, man. Belak. I, I went down the rabbit hole, too. I'm, yeah. I'm sure I've watched every fight. I I don't think he got – he probably got cut a couple times. He definitely lost some, but he never got dropped, and he never got shit-kicked. Nope. From what I saw, maybe no, I, he did, but I, I agree with you. No, I was like ninety some odd fights. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's like, yeah, no, he did exactly. good against the Rock for sheer all the big guys. Well, and that was the, that was the interesting thing because at that time too, 
that was when, and I know people don't like to hear it, but it's true. That's when Brashear and LaRock like really didn't lose fights. Like they mm-hmm. weren't losing to anybody. They might have had a couple draws, but not many. They were pretty much dominating Those all their fights. Yeah, and then when they fight Wade, they didn't beat him. I don't think they could ever say they beat him. And uh, he was right there with him. And it was like... I know. Yeah. No, I agree. I know uh, got for Sheer later on. Yep, well, then, yeah. Brashear was older, but... Yep. I think that's the only time everyone anyone's ever hit Brashear like that. I don't know. I can't recall, but... Oh, the Brett, good is a left, left punch, too. Brett, Brett Gallant last night. But that's a little different. Oh, yeah. He's, he's 52 years old. We'll give the guy a break. But, uh, yeah. No, but I mean, yeah. Well, and I was kind of, it's funny we mentioned Brashear because, of course, I was having this debate today, actually, on all things on Twitter. You know, and there's always the Brashear hate and the Huggy Bear. Hey, listen, I'm not a Brashear guy. I was never a fan of Brashear. But I always say you got to give the devil his due, man. And it's like, oh, well, yeah, but Domi one-punched him and then Belak dropped him. Well, dude, first of all, the Domi fight, Brashear's a rookie in Montreal. And then the Belak fight, it's his last year in the NHL, and he's like 36 years old. Like, give the guy a break. I said, but you go through yeah. Brashear's prime when he was in Vancouver and then Washington. There's a 10-year run. You can, I, you can literally count on one hand how many times he lost. And you might not yeah. want to admit it, but that's the truth. And, you know. Mm-hmm. So, no arguing it. Yeah, but I always laughed. Oh, no, Bulak got him. Wow. He did, but at the same time, for sure was over the hill at the time. Bulak wasn't doing that to him in his prime, you know, so it's like, you know, but, uh, but yeah, wait. For a guy, for sheer size, too, he had, he had fucking fast hands, too, for a guy with that much power and strength. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah, well, that was always the thing. I think LaRock might have been a bit better, but I think Brashear was a better puncher. Yeah, well, it's just like you always get a huggy bear, huggy bear. It's like, oh, stop the huggy bear shit. Fighting style. Well, I mean, everybody's got their own style. And, yeah, and Brashear was so strong. Yeah, he would control you and grab you and pull you in close, set you up, and then he'd start with the lefts, right? And LaRock would be the same thing. And it's just like, it was just their style. But, yeah, they weren't going to fight wide open like, John Morasti or something. Well, no, they weren't going to do that. But it's like he would control you first. But it was like hugging. Like you guys, that oh, and then he, he just threw nothing punches. Noogies, noogies. Yeah, noogies. <laughs> it's like yeah, I don't. You better go talk to somebody that fought him. They might have a different opinion about. Uh, if Maybe you, you should try out one of those noogies. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't, if yeah, I don't think I'd want to get hit by one of those. Thanks, but uh, but yeah, but Belak going back to Wade. Yeah, it was cool because of course, obviously, he played in Saskatoon here in junior, so. I mean, I got to watch him his whole career, right? Started at 17 years old and junior and watch him go all the way through. And what a great career. Met him a few times. Good dude. And, you know, yeah. Rest in peace, Wade Belak. But, yeah, that was a bad dude, man. Um, Colton Noor is my – sorry. Okay, Colton Noor is my, my 1B or whatever you want to call him. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, that's another beauty, man. I love Colton Noor. Again, another guy that I watched in junior. Yeah, started in Swift Current and – you know, so I see these guys as teenagers. That was always the cool thing back with the Western League back in the day, right? You'd see these guys like mm-hmm. Colton Moore and Scott Parker and Wade Belak and Hortachuk and, you know, all these guys as teenagers. And then you watch them, you know, their journey through the NHL. It's been pretty cool. So, but yeah, Colton Moore, man. Like that guy was like killer be killed fighting style. And, uh, well, he... I'm, I'm super biased 
I'm don't get me wrong, I'm super biased, but I would say his last year, two years in New York and his first two years in Toronto. Like I said, I'm biased, but fuck, I don't know. Like there's Rock and Bashir and stuff, but fuck or was downing guys on like a weekly basis, like like dropping guys. Well, uh, like he, was, uh, he was pretty scary. Yeah, he was. Well, and the thing was, it was so wide open, right? I think that's why, like, you, you always... Yeah, and it was just that wide open swinging style, and, and he was just, you know, and I think, well, my favorite part of Toronto was when him and McLaren were like the tag team champs, right? Like, I love Fraser McLaren, too. Again, another guy that I watched in junior in Portland, and then, so, but him and Orr were great that year in Toronto, and it was just like... Uh, both of them would fight and let her go, and they'd get sent out in the first and they had period. Still, the year before too, which was good. Yeah, so you know, so there was like you know, I know us old guys like to yell and scream about the eighties and nineties, and but at the same time, the or the or McLaren years were pretty solid in Toronto. Well, if I'm being honest, like the Leafs have been good the last couple of years, not playing amazing this year, but. I'd rather watch those out of the playoffs in January with Colton Orr over the stuff now, but that's just me. Well, I mean, a lot more entertaining. I mean, it was like, mm-hmm. so I said, would you would you rather be entertained and lose or bored and win? Yeah, exactly. Well, somebody bored and win, it's like, why? Are you getting a Stanley Cup ring? Do you get a tracksuit <laughs> if they win? Like, No. So you'd rather you'd pay all this money or waste all this time watching some team they're boring as shit, but but we win, or you could be entertained as shit and you lose. Well, I think I'd rather take the inter- that I myself would take the entertaining part. That's just yep. me. I'm, if I'm paying my forget if I'm paying half my paycheck to go to a game in Toronto, I want to see McLaren and North start that thing and get shit going. I really don't give mm-hmm. a shit to watch Mitch Marner score three goals. It doesn't, that's, <laughs> I don't care, you know, but whatever. That's why I'm old and bitter and yelling in a podcast, I guess. But, but yeah, Oren McLaren, man, I was digging that team back then. Well, and even like Toronto, like even, well, you young guys in the, today's age, I mean, those that listen to the show know that I haven't, li- I don't wa- I haven't watched forever, but, but yeah, with McLaren and Orr, and then you had like Jay Rosehill. There was another guy. I love Jay Rosehill. Mark, Mark Fraser, Mike yep. Brown, yeah, Benoit right. could even fight. I, I know he's not the most loved guy, but he could he could stick up for himself. Boschman too wasn't bad, kind of surprise lefty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, and then really, well, and then I mean they get Wayne. They keep saying we need to get tougher, so they go get Wayne Simmons. And then this year they get Reeves, and then they just bury him. Like leave it to Toronto to. Mm-hmm screw that up, you know, like, you know, whatever. I know Reeves is the new whipping boy in Toronto with the media, but, you know, oh, well. It's like, yeah, he's dash minus six or whatever, but it's like, if you watch the plays, I don't know, I watched watched most of the games he played, and I'm not going to say he was at fault for any of those goals, really. Well, yeah, I mean. Oh, he didn't get, he didn't block the shot at the point right away. Well, like, well, the, Center could have won a face off too or tied him up or but you know, whatever. Well it's always they'll, it's, they'll it, yeah, it's never the four other guys. It's Reeves' fault. It's never the four other guys. It's like, yeah, okay. I know you want to blame somebody, so we'll blame the meathead. 
Oh, Reeves can't even skate. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that's that's it. He can't skate. Okay. You know. Yeah, weren't you saying almost a thousand games in the NHL? Yeah, nine something. Yeah. It's like I mean, I know he's older and stuff, but it's like can't skate. Okay, sure. You know, but no, I think it's just Keith and them they don't know how to use those guys and most coaches nowadays. I'm hoping don't. they get Parisi's coach. I, I I don't mind Keith. I've never been I don't like a lot of his decisions, but if they got Baruby, that would be mm-hmm. that, more. That'd be sweet, man. Yeah, there you go. Well, okay, well that there that uh, rapid fire. We're not doing this very rapidly, but that's all right. Um <laughs> number two, well that, you know, we gotta go like I always say, you gotta go both sides of the coin here. Who's your most hated enforcer? Uh, I don't know. Well, okay, at the time, I hated Brashear. Typical, right? No, so do uh, I. Yep. Uh, this is fun. I know you do this question separately, too, but I was going to say, at the time, I hated Chris Neal, and mm-hmm. I hated Brian McGratton, who I actually really like now. And shout out to my buddy Sonic. That's his all-time favorite player, McGratton. But, oh, I'm bigger, and I love bigger. And, yeah. Yeah. And he's in Calgary now, too. Yeah. No, he's doing great stuff in Calgary as the addiction thing. I mean, uh, mental health and stuff. I mean, I wish uh, um, more teams should be doing more that. More teams should do that. Yes, they should. So, well, there you go. Most, uh, well, I just say, if you're a Toronto fan, I think Chris Neal, I mean, you have to hate Chris Neal. I believe that's a law yeah. in Toronto. Yeah. Any Montreal Canadian, any Boston Bruins. Yeah. Chara. <laughs> yeah. No, fuck Chara. Yeah. I love Chris. I, I love Chris Neal, but I never liked Zadino Chara. But, uh, yeah. Um, uh, who's something, who's someone that you've done a 180 on? Uh, well, Brian McGratton. Oh, yeah. I guess but, you just sort of answered that. Yeah. This is, this is kind of a different, like, I kind of went from liking him to disliking him. Okay. And oh, you time, went the other. You went the other way. You're you're doing the Uno card, reverse Uno here. Yeah, okay. I, I, I know the question. So I was I was trying to spin it a bit, but I I liked the Rock at the time. I thought he was like tough, but I didn't watch a ton of his fights, admittedly, in Edmonton or Pittsburgh. Like obviously super powerful, but looking back, like he's a boring fighter. Now on social media, he's kind of I don't know a bit of a I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan anymore, but. Obviously, can't deny he was one of, if not the best fighter ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old George, he, um, and it's funny because I, I actually way back in the day, which always kind of cracks me up when he talks about fighting. This is that little inside baseball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, whoever, whatever way the wind's blowing is the answer you're going to get from George that day. Sometimes he loves it. Other times, well, you don't think we need it anymore. No, okay, George. You know, but back in the day, if you, well, I keep, I hate to keep referencing my YouTube channel, but if you go to my YouTube channel, look up George the Rock, there's a bunch of Quebec Junior fights on there and a bunch of Hamilton Bulldog fights on there from when he played in the American League. Do you, do you guys, you know where I got those from? From George the Rock. He collected his own fights. He collected his own fights and he fucking loved it. And we put, my friend Kurt and I put together his fight tape for him and made a cover. George loved being the champ and everything else. So don't believe this happy horse shit he talks about now. Behind the scenes, George loved the fact that he kicked the shit out of people. So, yeah. Honestly, honestly, I know there's the whole ranking thing, but in my personal opinion, I know there's a lot of Probert guys and 
George isn't really that fun to watch, but I I think George is number one. Yeah, I could see that. That's just me. No, I can see. I, I said when I did my when I did my top ten, he was. Uh, I believe he was three for me. Um, oh yeah, Brashear was like five. Well, you know how much heat I got over that? It's like, well, fuck. <laughs> I mean, really? I mean, you know, no uh, denying. No, there isn't. And it's like, yeah. I mean, I have Probert Brown Larocque. That was mine. And I got Ben Will. Yeah, then it was Ben Wilson, and then uh, Brashear. Oh yeah, I had people like, holy shit! I thought I was going to get some letter bombs or something. It's like, well, come up. Well, and that was the other thing I said about Larock. I said, okay, well, send me all the losses then that he had. Mm-hmm. Right? You're not. What are you? There's another one. Show me all the knockouts. How many times did he get dropped and dummied? I don't think ever. So, all right. I mean, you could sit there and. Like I said, people can bitch about his style or whatever all you want. His fight card second to none. He fought everybody that was anybody at that time that he played against. And he wasn't getting beat up. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, Even the, quote, losses, like the Tony Twist or the Probert. Yeah. You can still say those are draw fights. They're not losses, really. Well, you get, like, yeah, he got out-punched. But it wasn't like, he never, I don't remember, and maybe someone listening can correct me, but I don't remember him getting dropped or getting like literally the shit kicked out of him. And everyone's had, most people, I shouldn't say everyone because I'm just saying George didn't, but everyone had the, got the shit kicked out of him. I don't remember mm-hmm. him. I don't remember that happening to him. Now, I'm not saying he won every fight because he got outpunched in some for sure, but I don't remember him ever getting like just destroyed. So, and then, but I mean, you you go online sometimes, you say, oh yeah, George LaRock's a top five guy all time for me. Oh fuck, are you serious? Uh, yeah. Well, fuck, when he went toe-to-toe too, he was, yeah. like look at the Bugard fight, when he fought Bugard and actually surprisingly went toe-to-toe, he dropped him. Yeah. Well, and that's, Bugard, you could, he's in the conversation for Grace too. Yeah, well, it's just like. Well, he was massive and a hit. And it's, again, it's like these, these some of these clowns just like, oh, he threw noogies. Well, I've had guys in the show that have fought him. And they said when he hit you, your body would vibrate. Like it was brutal how hard he hit. And I I always said the NHL is really lucky that George the Rock was nice. Because mm-hmm. if, if he had Bugard's, oh, if he had Bugard's mentality, there would be a body bag. He would have killed somebody. You know, yeah. So seriously, though. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was like because he let up on guys and wouldn't hit them when they were down. Imagine if he had like Probert's mentality and was like, or Semenko or McSorley, and he was mean. Oh, he would have killed somebody. You know. Mm-hmm. So, but oh yeah, no, George, a bad dude, man. Absolutely. Um, number four, and we can go back to Junior. Well, that's well, obviously, or whatever. Best fight you've seen live. Oh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to go off the last fight I saw live because I don't know, my, my views on a lot of old fights, probably from the Salsa or the Salmon Kings are probably skewed. I remember Boros had a couple of good ones. Like I, I remember Samurai and I remember the Purington ones, but the last fight I saw was, uh, 
luckily, it was the first NHL game I went to in years, but it was Lucic and Laurier. That was a good fight. It wasn't bad. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't the best, but, like, they both they both threw punches, so can't yep. complain. They both landed. Yep. There you go. All right. Actually, actually, that, oh, what fuck, when was it? Uh, I went to, it's probably 2013 or 2014. I think the first Flames games I went went to, and it was uh, another good fight. Probably, well, you obviously could YouTube it, but it was uh, Michael Furlan versus Kevin Bieksa. Yep. It was a good one. I know they fought multiple times. But they fought at Calgary Center Ice, or, or, and it was a good fight. I remember that. It, it, it's too bad his career got short Actually, with the injuries and I got stuff. another little... Oh, throw it at I me. Got another, I got another funny one. Uh, the first fight I fought... Or, sorry, the first fight I saw in real life, which was uh, my dad. And, uh, like, you know, fi- firefighter hockey, right? It, get, it can get pretty competitive, and there's some guys... Oh, shit! The, the NHL I was going to say, the, the firefighters in New York, man. The firefighters versus the cops. That's the best game in New York all year. Yeah, my dad used to play for Victoria Fire. He's retired now. But anyways, the, the one Victoria team, they went to New York. They came second in all North America. There was a guy in the WHL who didn't make the team. But, no, sorry, anyways, going back to it, uh, I was with my grandpa. And the first time I ever saw my dad play hockey, and we, we go to the far end, and that's the, just inside the blue line, the puck drops, and my dad goes at it and fucking i remember like four or five punches it's bam 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 drop the other guy and my, my first thing my grandpa says yep that one always had a temper <laughs> but tremendous well did your dad play any like you know junior hockey or anything i don't know i i would have to ask him he was a he fought in the golden gloves of ontario he's tough played hockey I, I i i gotta ask him actually i never really he's from ontario i know he played he was pretty good, but I only really seen him play firefighter hockey. There you go. But yeah, oh yeah, the fu- yeah, the fu- he, was, he was tough. Yeah, uh, the, still the, in the sixties, probably beat the shit out of me still. All them old bastards, man. Absolutely, yeah. Well, the <laughs> firefighters and the cops, and oh yeah, that's always a rivalry. Yeah, they. Well, I mean, last year, yeah, right. Like that was it. Bissonette and Ryan Whitney, the Spit and Chinglets guys, were doing commentary, and oh, they had a bunch of tilts, and it's like. Yeah, I think they sold friggin' Madison Square Garden. I'm like, that was the ticket to have, man. That was, I said the Rangers could be so lucky to have a game that entertaining. You know? Oh, yeah, cops in the fire department. I even know here, when they play senior hockey, like in the city here, the city league, all oh, the cops are always the dirtiest team. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. They go at it, and they don't hold, they don't hold back either. Oh. Fuck. Well, cops and firefighters hate, they always hate each other anyway. <laughs> you know, so, oh, yeah, but it, now all of a sudden we can get it on ice and get it sanctioned. Oh, shit, yeah, we're going to go. Yep. Um, actually, I have, another little, I have another little firefighter story that's actually funny. Is uh, There's a couple guys at Victoria Fire Department who played in the NHL, John Newberry, and then John Mokasak was a tough guy, and he played in Detroit. Yep. And he played with, uh, well, you might have known him, but... Uh, yeah, he played with Kosher and uh, Probert. He was there, I think, a little bit before, but he still played with them. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I guess my dad was saying they were in practice one time, and they were battling for the puck, and then Kosher was in front of the net, and he frost-checked <laughs> Kosher, broke a stick over them, and then they, I guess they, they didn't get into it, but they almost got into it. But I, I know John's a tough guy, my dad says, but 
Yeah. Joey Kosher, Joey Kosher. Who knows? I, I would go for most, but who knows? Oh, yeah, Mosak. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. He's on, you might even have a couple of YouTube videos of him, honestly. There are some out there. I know that. I mean, I, he Victoria was... Victoria Cougar, too. Yeah, he's uh, he's on some of the old 80s AHL stuff. Yeah, the... Um, well, that's the funny thing. It's like... Well, and it was like... It always seemed like minor league tough guys always seem to gravitate towards firefighting. Like, it's yeah. just, it, you know, Engelstad and, you know, Bezo and... Uh, you know, Kenny Boone and all these guys. It's like, yeah, they always, it's like, what's he doing now? He's a firefighter. Oh, okay. Yeah. No shit. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. So well, then. The, the Victoria so, Fire Department. Oh, sorry. Well, no. So oh, I was going to say, Victoria so when you make these firefighting teams, it's like, well, yeah, shit. No wonder they got tough guys on there. Yeah. The, the, the Victoria team. Well, Rugby Canada. I played rugby too. Fuck. Talk about getting hit hard. Oh, yeah. But, uh. What Gregor Dixon, I think the captain of Team Canada Rugby, is in Victoria Fire Department. A bunch of lacrosse guys too. Victoria, I don't know. Especially back then too, when NHL players weren't making much money, and then obviously lacrosse guys get paid dick all even today. But fuck, there's a lot of athletes who are fired fighters. That's yep. for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, because just the job lends itself to it, right? So. You know, obviously you want athletic, well, clearly you'd want athletic firefighters. So it's like, yeah, so they're hiring practice nonetheless. Well, yeah, I mean, that's who I would take is if I had to hire some guys, I'd take some firefighters. I'd take some friggin' hockey players and some lacrosse guys for sure. Um, yeah. Well, that's, uh, well, we're really, we're really cruising along here. That's, that's question four. So, um, uh, question five. If you're going to open up a wing in the Hockey Hall of Fame and it's the Enforcer Hall of Fame, who are your first three inductees? Oh. Well, I, I don't know about John Ferguson because that's, uh, that's not my time. Uh, I think I'd have to go. There might be some bias in this too, but I think Probert and Brown, more so Probert, the big name. I'd say Ty Domi, it's a biased Leaf fan, but he does have the most fights in NHL history. Oh, absolutely. And then, honestly, probably George Locke, just because how good he was. I agree. Yep. That would probably be good. There you go. I don't think anybody could argue with any of those. Uh, well, question six. Uh, dream matchup. What fight would you just love to see? There's a lot. But speaking of LaRock, like we just were, I'd like to see Mac. I would love to have seen McIntyre fight him because I don't know if McIntyre is quite as strong, but I think he's strong enough to be able to stay out of the spin cycle or get totally ragdolled. So that would, I don't know. I'd like to see that. Okay. That's kind of my more my wheelhouse of era. So it, that's one fight I wish that happened. There you go. If you could have season tickets to any season in any year at any league, what would they be? Oh. Yeah, the DeLorean, you could go back in time. Where would you go? God. That's tough. I would say either some sometime in the 80s, being, from, or being in Calgary now, hating the Oilers, watching some of the Battle of Alberta would have been fun. Yeah. And 
I watched on TV that all the Leafs Ottawa in the early 2000s in the playoff series, those were oh, awesome. As good a hockey as been in the last 20 years. Yep. Oh, yeah, like Roberts and Tucker and all them going after Neil and shit and Steve Wett. Oh, yeah. Carson Tucker is one of my favorites, too. My, I have yeah. a jersey. First jersey I ever had with the name on it. Yep. Tucker's bad dude, man. I dig Tucker for sure. Uh, question eight. Who's underrated in your mind? Well, I think this is kind of a a popular answer in terms of that question. But then again, when I see the Probert as King challenge go out, yep. he seems to never make it that far. And I'm a big fan of him. And you posted about him the other day, but uh, Eric Goddard. Oh, uh, yeah. The hand of God. He was the Vernon guy. Yep. I'm yep. sure you saw him play in person, too. I did, yeah, playing in Lethbridge and stuff. Yeah, he, um, yeah, Goddard was mean, man. He, uh, yeah, he killed guys. It, uh, it's always interesting. I always say with Goddard, it's kind of interesting. He always fought to his competition. When he fought, uh-huh. like, the big guys, you would get the best of Eric Goddard, and then it'd be funny. He'd go and fight somebody, you know, no, I'm, yeah, whatever, but, a, a guy that you would normally think, oh, Goddard. Just, yeah, he's gonna smoke this guy. And it was like, it was a draw. It was like, what the fuck? You know, you're waiting for the big knockout. Like, he almost looked like he was disinterested at times. Like, just going through the motions. But everyone else to watch. But when he had to amp up and fight Parker or McGratton or Bugard, it was just like hammer down, man. Yeah. He caught Bugard. Yeah. Bloodied up for fear twice, which how many times has that happened? Yep. Yep. And then obviously, like you, you posted it the other day. I think I commented on it. The McIntyre broke his face in three places. Yep. Almost retired him. You had McIntyre on before, I believe, right? And yep. I think he was talking about how big a struggle it was to come back from that fight. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah. I mean, Goddard, uh, yeah, man, he was he was a killer. And uh, I, I was so happy when he won the cup with Pittsburgh. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it was cool, man. You know. And, He's like a good guy. Yeah, by all accounts. I've never had, unfortunately, I've never been able to communicate with you talk from the pod. Yeah, it's it, well, it's been thrown out there, but he's not into it. But uh, unfortunately, he's a pretty quiet dude. He's not really into the whole thing. But um, but yeah, he uh, he'd be great to talk to for sure. He's uh, yeah, from all account, everybody I've ever talked to that knows him says he's awesome. And uh, you know, I know uh, the, the Ice Wars guys were pretty pumped there when they were in Wyoming. Him and Scott Parker came down for the event and. Um, yeah, they were kind of digging it and saying how, how good he was and cool and shit. So, but yeah, man, Eric Goddard, love it. Great answer. Um, well, like I said, right, we always got to go yin and yang here. So number nine, overrated. Uh, I got, I don't know if it's unpopular or not. Now, obviously I, I consider him probably the best ever top two, three, can't argue it. But I'd say this is mostly just for my online experience. But Probert, is that fair to say? Even though I still think he's like arguably the best ever, but I think he's overhyped as well. His name is Brock, a lot and of, he's on Twitter at Victoria. So you send all your hate mail to him. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. no, I, oh, I kid, I kid. Um, I could see it. Um, I can tell you... I'm, I'm not knocking him. I think he's still one of the best ever, if not the best ever. Yeah. He's a living legend. The 
when you think of enforcer, you think Probert, right? But yep. some guys take it like, oh, oh he never lost a fight, or oh. Oh, I've, I've ranted and raved on here numerous times. There is nothing worse than Probert fanboys. Oh, it's embarrassing. The worst is the Bob Probert fan club on Facebook. That is the worst <laughs> group ever. Oh, terrible. Bobby never lost. Bobby did that. I'm like, you know how embarrassed Probert would be from this group? Um, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, and I think that's because he was always the measuring stick, right? And rightfully so, yeah. he was. And, um, yeah, and I mean, but, it, and I think, and I think a lot of times, especially now with the internet and as we've gotten on, maybe as, I don't know, miss the whole commentary on society now, but I think nowadays, I think people are a lot more jaded and a, a lot more, people are always trying to find the warts. And if yeah. you go back and you look at Probert stuff, yeah, you can go through it, and it's like, oh, he lost a lot at the end, or was he really? He always got out of his jersey, so that why, you know, if he has jersey, he had to stay on, he wouldn't have been as good. And I mean, people are always trying to nitpick and find something, right? And it's just like, yeah, you know, and it's like, ah. Eh. So from the outside looking in, it's like, yeah, I get it. And then at the same time, for as people saying that, there's people vehemently arguing on the other side that. He walked on water, never lost, and yeah, yeah, very polarizing. And so, no, I completely, I know it. I know what you're saying as far as the overrated go. I know what you're saying. I get it. And I, I didn't experience him at the time. I've watched tons of Probert fights now on YouTube. Right? I've, yeah. I've seen probably more, so, more than not, but obviously great, controlled guys, right? Yeah. But yeah, there's yeah. some. Well, and that was the thing. I was there, right? I was, that's my, my era and everything else. So I, I lived in that moment. So I understood how good he was. Um, Speaking from, of matchups, that would have been fun to see him go with some of the modern guys, like a Bugard or a McGratton or McIntyre. That, those would be fun fights to watch. Yeah. See, that's the thing, right? And it's like, cause you have that argument and it's like, you know, when people say, well, that Bugard, wrong era. yeah, well, then people say like, oh, Bugard would have killed him. Yeah, you know, maybe, Never know. probably, I mean, yeah, but it's like, that's the thing, you can't really cross eras because it was so hard, right? Because at the same time, you know, Probert played a regular shift, he played in an all-star game, he played 15, 20 minutes a game, Bugard said at the end of the yeah, yeah, he's in the, you know, he scored 31 year, and then you got Bugard who's sitting at the end of the bench playing two shifts a period. You know, it was just mm-hmm. a different... He was a nuclear weapon. Him and McIntyre and Colton Orr and guys like that. They didn't play. They were just three shift guys. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but it was just a different mindset at the time. Whereas when Prober played in the 80s, you you had to play a regular shift. And it was just like... So, the it was just different. So he actually... Like, these guys trained to be professional fighters on ice. You know, mm-hmm. Prober just happened to be really tough. You know, that was, you know... But he wasn't, you know, yeah, okay, he boxed a little bit, whatever, but he didn't, like, and there's just the science behind it. Like, these guys weightlifted, you know, boxed and MMA and did all that shit now. Like, Reeves is an MMA guy, and he boxes and shit. It's like, well, yeah, because, you know, Probert and the, the, the Barubi and all those guys, they weren't doing that shit. I mean, they might have done a little boxing, but that was about it, you know. Yeah. You know, so it was just, it's just a different era, different mindset. So it's really hard when you cross eras, right? You know, well, and back yeah. when Probert played, he was the big guy, you know, at 6'3, 220. 
well, holy shit. I mean, LaRock's 260, Bugard's six foot seven. You know, you got all these massive guys. It's like, yeah, it's just completely different, right? Totally. Yeah, it's just a different time. I, I hate that, too, with the whole era. Like, just talking about normal hockey, too. They talk like players back in the day couldn't play. It's like, have some, like, do research or have some respect for eras. Different times. Of course, yeah. Like, exactly. Bill Vetchkinson, we were talking about. How many, how many goals is Ovechkin scoring on a when they call two penalties a game with a wooden stick hitting slap shots from the slot like yeah not scoring 50 well no having, offense to him and having guys he and, goons and stuff yeah like. well having guys hang on him and you know oh of course yeah and that's the thing it's like oh yeah well like Gretzky couldn't even have played today well yeah if you take 1981 Gretzky and stick him now well yeah he looks small and sh- slow and everything but give you have to give them today's technology and today's equipment and today's mindset. I mean, that's the difference. I mean, they tra- these guys are elite level, twelve month a year athletes. Back in the day, those guys didn't start training until tra- that's what training camp was for to get into shape. <laughs> they spent the summer drinking beer and fishing. Like no one was like working out and doing polymetrics and power skating and all this shit. So no, it was a completely different game. And it's like, but people look at it and this like you have to look at it in a vacuum, right? It's like, you know, it's like, well, it's it's oh, if you took Sidney Crosby and put him back in the seventies, he'd have a hundred and thirty goals. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, but take away all his equipment and all his training and everything else. Like that's the thing. And it's like, you realize there'd be no Sidney Crosby without Wayne Gretzky. There's no, exactly. Wayne, Gret- there's no Wayne Gretzky without Jean Beliveau. There's no Jean Beliveau without, you know, whatever. It's like, the, you, these today's players stand on the shoulders of the people that came before them. That's how everything is. And it's like, but there's this, this disrespect for guys in the past. And it's just like, shut the fuck up. Like, it's, you can't mm-hmm. compare it at all. You know, it's like... No. Yeah. But, where are... Oh, shit, now you got me mad. Now where are we? Oh, that was nine. Number ten, last question. All right, number ten, guilty pleasure. Now, and I always say that I have to I have to preface this by, like, it's it's not a... You know, we're, we're, we're all... We're having fun here. We're just talking. We're just having jokes and stuff. It's not a disrespect to the guy, but it's like... Who, if you probably ask guys or whatever, they, they weren't that good, that tough or whatever, but for some reason you were a big fan of them. Who would you say? Oh, that's tough. It is tough. You know, I always say, like, I'll throw up mine while you're thinking about it, but it's like, I always like Jim, like Jim Cummins or a Jeff Rogers or a Chris Murray. It's like, I was always a big fan of those guys. Fight wide open. Dale Purrington, we talked about him before. But if you kind of, if you went by their, air quotes, win-loss record. It probably wasn't great. But damn it, I loved it. It's like back when you talk about the Ottawa-Toronto thing, or back in those rivalries, Toronto with the Islanders. Toronto and the Islanders used to kill each other too. I love Steve oh, Webb. Yeah. Steve Webb. I was a huge Steve. Yeah, yeah. He, he played good in that oh, yeah. three series too. He was unreal. Yeah. He but scored, Yeah, big goals. Yeah, but it, when it came to fighting, eh, you know, a bit of a catcher. But that's all right. I if shit if you had if every team had a Steve Webb there nowadays, I tell you the games would be a hell of a lot more entertaining. So you know, I think I think I got one. All right, I, I don't want to disrespect them. Oh yeah, and he definitely doesn't have the same killer instincts. But 
for his size, he should have been more a heavyweight. But uh, probably Matt Martin. Like, I love him. He's oh, great. Holy He's good shit. Now. You got heat with Lazito now. You're in one. Oh. No, I, I love him. I love him. I have his jersey. But in the least jersey. But, no. Uh, yeah, I, I felt for his size, he should have been better. But I love him because he fought hard. He scrapped. He still he doesn't have the same killer instinct now. But he was, yeah, he fucking showed up. He played hard. And I know a lot of the scrap against any actual heavyweight, he never really won the fight. He's more of a, whittle, a middleweight. But, no, I, was, I am a huge Matt Martin fan. He needs to get in more fights this year. Holy, I was just saying, I think everybody needs to get into more fights this year. Uh, yeah, Matt Martin. Only had loose, no looch now. Fuck. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, Lazito, I got his phone number. I'll get it to you. Yeah, you can send all okay, your. I, I talked. I talked to Lazito on Twitter a while ago, and I asked him why he hasn't had him on. So, praying Lazito has him on in the future once lose. Yeah, uh, he's Martin's retired. That'd be, I would, yeah, well, that'd be a great interview. I think. Oh yeah, especially you know, like we said, especially if Joe's doing it because, like I said, he, uh, you know, he he will turn over every stone for sure. Yeah, that's that's funny that you met. Well, it tells you I, I haven't been paying attention, but yeah, I completely forgot that Matt Martin. <laughs> Don't hate me, Joe. I watch your show too. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, oh, he, oh, look at he's trying to backtrack already now. Oh, you're in it now. You stepped in it. Yeah. No, he, um, I actually completely forgot that Martin played in Toronto for those couple of years. Um, yeah, I kind of, I wish they played him more second year and didn't, uh, should have gotten more ice time, but that's just me. Fucking Babcock. I loved him. He was my favorite player when he was there. Oh, I'm, I'm a huge Matt Martin fan. Yeah. You know, always a physical guy and, um, yeah. No, he's had a hell of a, a career. No, hell of a run. Underrated player. I know he's not doesn't have the same speed and whatever now, but decent shot. Obviously, fucking amazing hitter. What led the league four times in a row? Oh yeah, no, he knew, and uh, you know he, yeah, absolutely. And uh, back in Sarnia too, he got in a lot of fights in junior. Yep, came up in a tough time. That first Islander team he had with Gillies and everyone that was that was a tough team. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you had like Matt Martin and Zenon Kanopka and Gillies, and mm-hmm. oh shit, yeah. I mean, I was a huge. Uh, well, I'm a massive Gillies and Kanopka fan for sure. But yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. You know, Kanopka's you, great too. Oh yeah, and you. I think uh, you mentioned him your last show. I, I think. Yeah, he was the last guy to have 300 penalty minutes in the NHL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 307 with the Islanders. Um yeah, it was the year we talked about just now, 2010-2011. Yeah, he had uh, 82 games, he had 307 minutes. Yeah, that's when they had that big brawl with the Penguins and all that shit, and Gillies went nuts, and yeah. Oh, what a time. I think that was kind of the last, kind of that, that 2010 around there, I think that was sort of the last time the NHL really had that element. You know what I mean? Well, it was, what, 20, 2014... Was that year McGratton played the majority of the games, and then he was out. Colton Orr played one game, 2014. Guys, like, yeah, it was pretty. Most of those guys were done by 2015, unfortunately. Yeah. And even so, like, fuck, who's 
McGratton, how many fights did he have that year? No one wants to fight him, really. No. But yeah, that I mean... an excuse no one wanted to at the time. And I will say, like, even those old guys that yell at the clouds and stop watching. I mean, at that time, though, I mean, there was... If you go back and look, because, uh, uh, like, McGratton... I mean, even though he's, you know, I mean, he's on spitting Bissonette and everybody likes to laugh a bit. I can tell you now, if Paul Bissonette played now, he'd be fucking King Kong if he played in the NHL this year. But, uh, but back in the day, Bissonette was, Bissonette was better than he gives, than he, Bissonette wasn't bad. If you go back and watch Bissonette fights, he oh, was yeah. okay. Uh, but you had McGratton, Luke Gazdick was awesome. Um, Anthony Peluso, I was a massive Anthony Peluso guy too. Um, you know, but there was a couple cats scare. You know, like you said, Colt Nor. We talked about Fraser McLaren. You know, there was some still some cats around that could uh, could put it down if they had to. In the in the mid, I keep saying mid two thousands. It's not mid two thousand. It'd be the two thousand tens. You know, between two thousand ten and two thousand twenty, there was some there was some guys. All we have now is the leftovers, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, now you're just kind of hoping Deloria grabs somebody. That's pretty much what it's come down to, right? And uh, Hopefully Toronto plays Reeves more. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, now that he's back. I, lo- I like, I love to, well, I know the whole oh, Wi-Fi thing, but I'd love to them fight again, Reeves to beat him up, punch his face in. No offense to the Wi-Fi guy, but. Oh, I, 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 that that was so lame. Uh, and I, like no, I said, I don't have a problem with the Wi-Fi kid, but I'm like, all of Montreal fans were talking like, oh, he's the second coming of Chris Nyland or something. It's like, I, he's just a big guy that wrestles people. It's like, I don't know, does he even throw punches, really? And they like they wanted to hang their hat on the fact that, oh, he killed Reeves. It's like, well, he shoved him into the net. I mean, you know. I mean, he, didn't throw, he didn't line a punch. No. So I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't yeah, I guess. Like, if that's what you're hanging your hat on now. If that's what we're calling the fight, then I guess so. But... Yeah, no, you're right. I'd like to see that rematch too, you know. And like, and like let's a, swing. Square off, like both guys. Fresh. Yeah, yeah. Let's go at it off the face off, square it off, and let's see what happens. I mean, yeah, I totally want to see that. Yeah, Reeves needs to get into one of those. Yeah, but because uh, it's been a while, for sure. At least they're playing him again now a bit, but hopefully more. Not that there's really any one to fight other than like four other guys, but yeah. Hopefully he'll uh, he'll get an opportunity. But uh, well, there we go. There's the ten rapid fire questions, and uh, we had John talk a little Victoria history. Um, well, Brock, man, I I appreciate you coming on the show. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, what's the name of your Twitter account again? It is well Victoria Salsa. It's uh, well, I think it's at Red Hot Hockey. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't have like I don't have Facebook or anything else. I just... You're a smart man. Yeah, Red Hot Hockey, and uh, yeah, check it out. Go back, you can uh, check up some old newspaper articles. and uh, Tag me in it or post stuff, let me know. The more content, the better. Absolutely. No, you got me pumped up. I'm actually going to go through my old BC stuff. I'm going to try to see if I can find some, uh, well, I know I have more Victoria fights, for sure I do. They've got it. So, yeah, we'll definitely, uh, I'll talk to Kyle, and uh, we'll get we'll get on that. But for you BC cats... Uh, definitely check out uh, Brock's stuff. So, but anyway, man, uh, we've talked for about an hour and a half here, and I, but uh, I really appreciate you coming on and uh, making yourself available and uh, and clearing your schedule for me. Yeah, I'm a boring guy. I don't have much going on. Well, <laughs> Thanks I, for having me on. 
Oh, shit, man. No, it was all good. And, uh, <laughs> ah, you were good. You were great. But, uh, anyway, folks, <laughs> thanks for listening. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?